following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. And welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes. This is Inside the Jackal's Head, and I am your host, Angel Espino, a.k.a. The Jackal. And we're back live on another podcast, 301, right here on SoFlo Radio, PSN Radio, and all across the world via the internet. That's right. We're not just on those two websites, but you can really listen any world worldwide. Because we're on SoundCloud, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube. This show is everywhere, folks. And happy, safe September 3rd, 2023. Now, things are heating up. We're getting closer and closer to the end of the year and i just want to thank you all for spending your time here with me on this fine labor day weekend that's right folks monday is labor day and thank you for spending your sunday evening with me here tonight i uh, don't have a guest but i do have a lot to talk about and we're gonna have a good time regardless so thank you for being here on the uh, big show And uh, I got big news later on about when we are going live. So make sure you stick around for that info. Now, as some of you know who have been listening over the years, we hit a milestone with the last show. 300 official episodes here on on this show. Not to count all the Skywatchers radio episodes and the Roundtable show and future theater and everything else I've been involved with over the last uh, 12, 13 years. My biggest, my biggest regret of the last uh, 12 years when it comes to radio was not having Art Bell on my show and not having George on my show more than, uh, than maybe twice or three times, I think, over a decade. Of knowing these gentlemen, and um, well, I knew George over a decade. I knew Art a little bit, well, a lot less actually. Uh, but to be involved in both uh, these gentlemen's uh, networks uh, over the years, and not have them more on the air or have Art on the air, period, was a regret. So, from this point forward. Since this is episode 301, I make this promise not just to myself, but to you, the listeners, that I will never, and I repeat, I will never let that happen again. If I want to have somebody on the show, I'm going to go ahead and approach them. I don't care if they're the head of the network or not, which is what happened with with, uh, Art. Um, You know, since my show was the lead-in, to his show a couple of nights a week, it was really nearly impossible. And unless he came in the last uh, couple of seconds or whatever minutes and 
sit up his own show, which he didn't need to that. He, I mean, come on, it's Art Bell. He didn't need to do that. Uh, but there was really uh, a difficult time back then on uh, Dark Matter uh, Digital. And I miss those days. I miss not uh, interacting with Keith and all that stuff. But you know what? That's the past. And you're supposed to bury the past once you move to the present into the future. And I've always been somewhat present. I've never, uh, you know, really looked at the past and hanged up my head over mistakes or anything like that. But I will say that's the biggest regret on radio that I've had. Other than that, I've had a wonderful uh, experience. And I've had a, a great 300 episodes on this show. And no, I'm not announcing a retirement or anything. Because I know some of you might be sitting there and be like, Oh my God, he's going to announce that big. No, no, no. I'm just happy that we crossed uh, now that mark. And now moving forward, I want to say that i got a, a lot of great things in store. I unfortunately this month, um, uh, the last, I would say, month and a half, I've had a lot of things uh, thrown in my way that have not been pleasant. Last month, of course, dealing with my uh, cousin Nelson Molina Espino's passing, rest in peace, uh, which we're still in mourning and shock over. And uh, I don't think we're ever going to get over that. A couple of weeks ago, we got the ashes and remains and stuff. And, um, you know, the, the immediate family uh, did, did what they were going to do with them. Um, they've placed their remains in a secret location. And uh, let's just say it was, I think, a location where my cousin always kind of wanted to uh, go on his final journey. Uh, with that said, folks, uh, you know, um, life is what it is, you know, and sadly enough, we only live it once and, you know, we take for granted sometimes the beauties that we get in life, the beautiful things, you know, we take it for granted until it's gone from us, like parents, children, family members, and loved ones. Sometimes we just, when they're here, we take them for granted and we just don't understand what they truly mean to us. So, with Labor Day weekend uh, coming up uh, soon here, Labor Day, um, I just wanted to say that everyone out there who works hard to provide for their family, this day is for you. Everyone who's a parent was kids who work two jobs, mothers and fathers who work two jobs, and are slaves to whatever field they're doing, you know, and they're making barely ends meet. The folks that are really struggling in, in this country are the ones that are the backbones for this country and are the ones that I felt disenfranchised and completely left behind by this current mis misadministration of the Biden crime White House. And it's getting worse, by the way, guys. And with uh, all that said, I'm going to uh, segue later to a little bit of news because I do have a lot of things to go over, including clips and whatnot. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was 
Um, you know, and I'm going to get into this in, in uh, part of the uh, subject tonight, is the mask mandates, which I think are going to make a comeback. You know, uh, some people are afraid. Uh, I'm one of them. They're going to start doing this uh, little shenanigan shtick that they did in 2020 once again. Remember the Summer of Love, Chaz, and all that nonsense. And when they weaponized this Wuhan uh, laboratory-built virus orchestrated by Dr. Fauci. Doesn't he just sound like a Nazi, like, occultist-like type? Dr. Nazi or Fauci, whatever the hell his name, Dr. Nazi Fauci. <laughs> he just sounds like a like a Nazi propagandist doctor who does anything the regime tells him. And I, you know, back uh, when Trump was president, I will hand it to uh, my friend Mark or Eric, actually, um, Eric Mark. Uh, his middle name, but uh, Eric is his first name. Anyway, Eric, um, and last name is uh, with a P. I don't want to like, not like peep. Well, yeah, like PP, but I don't want to give out his last name because it wouldn't be prudent. Panicky, panicky. Anyway, starts with a P, ends with a E. That's a hint. Now. He called Dr. Nazi Fauci a long time ago when Trump was president. He said, I don't know about this cat. And I said, yeah, me neither. But, you know, he he was around during the AIDS epidemic. He's been like this uh, health, uh, you know, specialist in this country for decades. And, you know, let's hear him out. And he's like, no, 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 he just looks like a dick. And I'm like, well, yeah, but most of these cats do, you know, like, it is what it is. You know, they're, they're you know, he, he might be Dr. Fauci, but he's also a uh, well-trained politician because you kind of have to be a politics and be a medicine so you can get grants and all kinds of shit. So I'm pretty sure he's well-versed in his rhetoric and politics. So no uh, thing that Dr. Fauci did not know going in that, you know, his contribution to 2020 was the coronavirus itself. He knows that. Gain of function research, Obama giving millions of dollars to Wuhan. See, this is the game, folks. This right here is the game, and I'm going to lay it out thick, okay? It's very simple. Hillary was supposed to win, you see. If Hillary won the 2016 election, guess what would have happened? Joe Biden would have never been president right now. Because the, the whole COVID thing was staged and planned for Hillary to oversee with Barack Obama pulling the strings. That's right, folks. The great black hope, Barack Obama, he's behind the scenes. In fact, he's pulling all the strings right now for 
his puppet masters on his personal puppet, brainless, corrupt, crooked Joe Biden. That's right. The master of lies himself. Because, I mean, you know, you guys have seen the movie Lord of the Flies. Well, Joe Biden is Lord of the Lies. And you can, uh, you can thank me for that. I'm going to copyright that because I think I'm the first person to ever call him Lord of the Lies. But that's who, uh, Obama, that, that's who Obama and Biden are. But Biden has been lying for years. So don't, don't get it twisted now. Obama's been lying for years too. Biden has just been doing it for 50 years. You know, not just with his, uh, recent, uh, bullshit as president but remember and i said it many times in 1988 when he had to drop off for plagiarizing and lying and well he was just not a sound candidate then in his prime and he was horrible now crooked joe hardly can even walk which I'm not trying to make fun of that because I have issues walking, but I actually have illnesses. Crooked Joe is just, you know, an old man who is not in his prime anymore. And his illness, sadly enough, is dementia. And probably, I guess, Alzheimer's, which my cousin uh, Nelson, rest in peace, uh, suffered from uh, dementia also. And his dad had Alzheimer's. Uh, so I'm not trying to uh, belittle uh, those mental diseases or anything like that. But the fact is, those uh, illnesses bring out sometimes the worst in people and showcases who they really are. And we're seeing that with uh, Joe Lyon Biden. And I, I can relate to this to my cousin because my cousin as his progression got worse in his illnesses he became more kind of like childlike innocent really nice of a, of a person he just was forgetful of his own identity and things and people and names and stuff like that but Nelson the person was a, a beautiful human being even towards the end uh, where he was just a very nice person. I mean, this guy uh, was not mentally well, and in 2016, he went to visit my mother three times at the hospital, and I had hospice before she died. And uh, he had no car. He relied on Uber to bring him to the hospital. And he lived kind of far from there. So for him to make that journey by himself was not an easy one. Not only that, uh, when she was still at home, he went uh, to my old house. He went a couple times to visit her there. And being my blood cousin, he came over, saw me, spoke to my mom, hung out with her. Okay, because he knew that she was sick and, and, and stuff. So he went over and hung out with her. Remember... They go back a long time from Cuba and stuff. She saw him as a kid in Cuba, and she was involved in his life as a little kid as she was dating my dad over there before they got here. Now, if uh, that man sacrificed that much with 
what he had going upstairs, you know. He was uh, somebody who went out of his way just to show family love. And you got to applaud that. Great guy. And uh, so I'm not trying to make fun of Joe Biden's mental issues. But I am trying to pinpoint the fact that these illnesses do bring out the best and the worst out of you, depending on who you were beforehand. And the fact that Joe Biden is lashing out at people, he's just a dick to everybody, shows you who he really is. It shows you the kind of a-hole that we have in the White House. Remember, guys, this is a guy who claims that his son, Hunter Biden, is the smartest man he knows. A known sellout to this country to corrupt companies that are really the ones involved in the RICO Act with Biden's uh, approval, Joe Biden's approval. Now, of course, they're trying to get Trump on a RICO Act because, again, the left projects what they do to the right and to the independents like myself, and they project their evil schemes on the rest of us so they could be like, ha, you see, they're the evil ones. And yet, the progressive left are the ones that are doing what they're doing. So, don't be confused with the language. This is the wrap-up smear. and They've been orchestrating this for a long time. Again, folks, this is common sense. And when I put my book out um, in the next uh, you know, year, I hope the people that read it understand the chapters in there that deal with this particular issue and i'm gonna go in there and uh, you know i've already written it down and it's laid out pretty thick what the exact cause of all this is you see and here i'm going to give you a, a preview of what the book actually will tell you by not tell you everything because that wouldn't be fair but i'm gonna tell you a little bit I'm going to tell you a little bit right now. In the book, I go in detail what exactly triggered 2020. Why did that happen? Again, this was an Obama decision. Because, again, if Hillary would have won, we still would have had a COVID uh, shutdown. The plan was always to have a virus shut the economy down and shut the country down. Dr. Fauci used Trump because Trump not being a uh, lawyer, leftist, uh, rhino, you know, lunatic, progressive leftist, you know, in with the in crowd uh, of those people anymore. I, I don't think he understood what was going on with Fauci. I think he really did believe that Fauci was not lying. And I think Fauci all along knew that the COVID was bullshit. And yes, I'm going to call it right now, the vaccines are bullshit. Um, Trump still believes Operation Warp Speed was a good thing. But at this point, he can't back down from that um, stance, I guess, uh, because of the simple fact that then they'll be like, well, you land Operation Warp Speed, uh, Mr. Trump. Um, but he was told by his 
trusted medical professional, Dr. Fauci, that yes, they could get a vaccine out, and yes, they could do it at warp speed, and yes, they can make sure this works, and yes, they can get enough places to, uh, you know, go on and create vaccines for them, like Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, and all these other places. Because Fauci already knew the vaccine was bullshit, they already had it. Uh, the vaccine's worse than the so-called virus, which I never believed. Anyway, I think the virus was just, uh, you know, the way to scare you to allow yourself to be jabbed. And there I said it. This is my podcast. I don't, I don't censor on this show or on any shows on the networks. Um, you know, that's a policy on both uh, PSN and SoFlow. Me and George talked about that for a long time. We do not censor opinions or beliefs, and this is my own personal opinion, that the 2020 um, release of the virus, the vaccines, the boosters, all that stuff was planned, orchestrated, and they already had their plan with the vaccines. And that simply was to have a way to scare you for election seasons. That's how the rigging happened, folks. Don't just sit there and believe that it was all, well, we had some funny machines uh, that uh, counted for Joe Biden more than Trump. Yeah, 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 that happened. I believe that also. But it, it was an orchestrated uh, a bunch of schemes. It wasn't just that. It was a lot of things that happened. And one of them was the way they orchestrated this thing. Because, again, if Hillary Clinton was the president and not Trump, it would have happened probably in her first year of administration. So she could have all four years to take it, run with it, do Operation Warp Speed, look like a hero in two or three years, continue to push blindly the agendas of the left into a more progressive leftist, ideological, um, communist, fascist regime, which is where they were going anyway. Um, and this was the, the, the orchestrated plan. Now in my book, I go more into detailed names and stuff like that. They orchestrated this plan. Some of them will shock you and some of them, you know, won't shock you. Um, you know, me saying that Barack Obama is behind a lot of the stuff that's going on now shouldn't shock you. I'm not the only one that's probably saying that or the only one who's saying it. Hell, it came out of Barack Obama's own mouth. He said in an interview that it'll be easier for him and uh, to just sit back and lay back and have his third uh, administrative as president be um, as an avatar for another person. Basically pulling the strings. And with Hillary, it was going to be more of a partnership because she's very outspoken, very bossy, and she would not be second fiddle to Obama like Joe Biden is. So in reality, Joe Biden is more fitted and suited because he's more, and I don't want to say he's more corrupt or crooked than Hillary. I know that Trump now is saying, Beautiful Hillary, or whatever he's saying, because he changed the corrupt uh, to Joe Biden, or crooked to Joe Biden. Uh, but in reality, I'm not saying that uh, Joe Biden is more corrupt than Hillary. 
um, or less corrupt than Hillary. I think they're all equally as corrupt. Um, there will both be, be puppets to Obama and a bunch of other people which I name in my book. The simple fact of the matter is that this goes deep, folks. When you know when Trump called it a swamp and said so we got to drain the swamp, I think he didn't even know how deep it went and how deep the swamp actually is. It's not just a D.C. swamp. This is a worldwide problem, and this is why this man is so feared and hated. Now, one of the issues coming up, and this is something that frightens a lot of, uh, especially young folks that are going to, uh, to university and, and things, they're afraid of uh, the mask mandates coming back. They're afraid of being uh, told that, that the jabs are mandatory now. This is actual fear from our, our young kids going to not just, you know, young uh junior high or high school students, but kids and young adults that are going to universities now. I'm in my mid-40s, so I'm past that age uh, where I would have to, you know, go to, to high school or something like that, even though I've had many dreams that I'm back in high school reliving it, <laughs> which is kind of a, uh, a funny thing because I hated it the first time. Well, I, I, let me rephrase that. I didn't hate high school. I loved the interaction with the other uh, students. I loved being uh, part of the the crowd with my friends, hanging out. I, I, there's a lot of uh, stuff that I enjoyed during my uh, years in high school. I just wasn't fond of a few classes that I had, um, which just never did anything for me. But there were classes I loved, teachers I loved. So I wouldn't say that I totally hated high school, but I missed it more and more because once you get older, the reality of the world starts to kick in and you start seeing things for what they really are. Sadly, some people stay stuck in a mentality where they are still acting in their 30s and 40s like idiots, okay? Like complete closed-minded morons, okay? They can't see past the asshole standing in front of them to actually see the sun in the sky. Basically, that's just going on because they got that, their head stuck down so far somebody's ass as sheeple to actually see the sunshine and the beauty of the, of the world. But the problem is you have all these progressives on, on the left who are completely sold out and bought and paid for. And some of them are not even bought and paid for by money. They're just the propaganda is so much that their mind is so warped that it's like they're bought and paid for. They're robots. They say the same shit. You, you know, I've gone into uh, conversations uh, before with people that are super progressive, and I'm like, what alternate reality are these people living in? Gas prices are super high. You can't go and just buy food at the same prices anymore. Do you guys realize a combo at Taco Bell now? And I use Taco Bell because that used to be like the cheap fast food that everybody loved. But now they've become... Such a huge franchise over the, la the course of the last two decades that they are charging, you know, and this is more recent because of the inflation and all, thanks to Joe Biden, uh, but they're charging twice, sometimes three times the price for the combos for the same food, sometimes a little bit less than they would in 2017, 2018, 2019, as soon as 2020, I saw prices go up a little bit. 
And I understood that because, of, you know, the virus, the, the the country was kind of being torn apart. And Taco Bell had been taking a little bit of a loss. So they were like, you know what, uh, if we leave a couple of these places open, we might have to hike up the price just a little bit to stay afloat. Here in Florida, and I will say this about Ron DeSantimonious, one thing that was great about what was done here was that there was no mandated lockdowns or anything like that. So they allowed companies to thrive. Unlike other states, especially blue states where they shut you down, even after, like, they said, okay, you guys can open again. Some of those governors didn't want to reopen because they were actually probably doing better with everybody closed. <laughs> I mean, that was part of, part of the agenda, right? To keep everybody closed in fear, you know, mess with the kids' heads, and uh, you know, just create a, a nation of confused people. But one thing they didn't expect was that it was going to wake up the mamas and the papa bears who started to take a look at what their kids are being taught in schools and started to actually pay attention to the curriculums and. This is how the whole CTR scandal or critical race theory and um, CRT, not CTR, CRT, critical race theory. This is how all that became a big thing because the, the, the parents started to pay closer attention. You know, now you had your kids in your house for, you know, months. You started to see where they're asking them to go over and read and you're like, what? What the hell is this? And then, you know, it became public awareness thanks to uh, different places. Uh, you know, one of them is the libs of TikTok, you know, for example. And um, a, a lot of uh, these uh, platforms started putting out real information about what we were, you know, dealing with when it came to the education in this country, which I've been talking about for years as a major issue because we had literally... Um, this is, and I, and I, you know, I, I go over this in the book, so I'm not going to go too into detail, but what we're facing right now is decades of work being done by the left. And when I say that Obama's pulling the strings for the current administration, he is, but he himself is a puppet. And there are reasons why he's a puppet. And in fact, um... One of the reasons why he is a puppet is to cover his own ass from his background. Because you see, everything about Obama has been one big lie. So he follows his puppet masters. He is he was a Manchurian candidate. Now Biden is a Manchurian candidate. Uh, Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the heir of the throne after Obama with him pulling strings for his puppet masters to make the agendas go around. Because you see, the agenda was always to lock everybody up, mask mandates, the whole nine yards. But what they failed to realize was that after you do that to the American people for so long, eventually, we're going to get fed up. and We're going to say enough is enough. And now, you know, with what we've seen from Obama, Hillary, and the four years of Trump in office with nasty, nasty 
nasty, disgusting Nancy Pelosi, as I like to call her, the wicked witch of the left. And funny enough, she lives in San Francisco, so she looks like a witch, acts like a witch, and lives on the West. I'm sorry, nasty Nancy Pelosi, you are the wicked witch of the West. It's really that simple. She doesn't have to like it. And I'm sure Paul Pelosi would love to have a, another, uh, you know, chance at maybe living a different life. I mean, what do you think was going on when they hit him with a hammer? Huh? Please, hammer. Don't hurt him. Bam, right in the head. Why? It wasn't the hammer that did it. I mean, unless they want to start banning hammers now like they want to do guns, but their hammer didn't hit him in the head. The male lover did. Okay, and uh, the guy was a bum. That's the craziest part. Like, you know, out of all the people in the world, when you're nasty Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi, and that's the dude who, you know, who probably provides both drugs and sex to these people. That's pretty messed up considering who the guy was. And then they tried to turn that into like a Trump thing, saying, oh, he's a Trump supporter. And the guy the whole time was saying, no, 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 not a Trump supporter. And how ironic that a Trump supporter in San Francisco, who was friends with nasty Nancy Pelosi and her husband, Paul, just so happened to go pick a fight with Paul Pelosi because, you know, mega. That's almost as believable as uh, that French uh, black guy, uh, Joshua Schmuliette, and his bag of bullshit from Chicago. But with that said, I think that, uh, again, and uh, I go into details about this in my book, Hillary was the candidate who was supposed to lead the, uh, the virus forward, and in the next few years, they were going to have their way with uh, not only just the economy, but remember, these are people that forget that we live in a republic, not a democracy. They keep saying, we've got to protect our democracy, and the democracy, and the democracy, and the, they keep pushing that word to, like, we, again, wrap up smear. They keep pushing the line, so you keep believing, well, yeah, yeah we live in a democracy, and... The more young people will grow up, they don't understand the difference. We live in a republic, and it's right in the in the uh, actual uh, you know anthems. It's right in our pledge of allegiance. It's in the writing of our forefathers. They didn't pledge of allegiance to the democracy of the United States of American flag. No, they, in, you know, they they pledge allegiance to the republic of the United States of America and a flag for which we stand, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Notice not a mention of democracy in there. That's not what we pledged allegiance to. We pledged our allegiance to the United States of America, a republic for which we stand, one nation under God. Okay, and it doesn't mention religion, as which God is your God, is better than my God, or this God is better than this God. No, it's one nation under God. The religion is not important. There is only one 
singular God that is mentioned because in reality, every religion springboards off of other religions and they all are worshipping the same God. Now, they all have different martyrs, avatars, and different, um, you know, people that have come through the years that have uh, represented the religion or mythology that have been, that's been created to create religions. Uh, all that stuff going way back to the Egyptian era with uh, Horus and Set, which were the original, um, I guess you could call them the original deities of Egypt, you know? Um, and, you know, I'll, if you know the, the zeitgeist uh, story about Horus and Set and how Horus represented the daytime and Set represented the nighttime, so you had the term sunset. Um, and Horus, of course, being the light of day, the son of the suns, representing daylight, sunshine, the beautiful things that we have, which, ironically enough, the Bible also says that, um, and this is why I love, you know, reading the Bible, because it, it's a funny piece of work. Uh, it says that, you know, God gave the devil all this time to rule just so he could prove that he couldn't do it. That's what we've been taught, you know, for years. Uh, that That's why the, you know, the devil is in charge, because God let him, right? That's what they claim, most religions. So it, and so it doesn't matter who your God is, you know. You're all basing it off the same kind of uh, mythologies and brainwashing um, mechanisms the religions use because they confuse you by confusing the story, the, you know, the story arcs. Think about this. A logical being created the entire universe, the heavens and the earth, and yet when one dweeb... I don't care how good-looking this cat was. Uh, apparently, he was a good-looking angel. Uh, came by and said, You know what? I'm going to do things a little bit different than you, God. I'm going to do things my way. And instead of God saying, Well, what's your way? And, uh, Orale. Because, you know, God's probably a Mexican. Uh, that's where <laughs> they are allowed to cross the borders so freely now. God's real chosen people, I guess. I don't know. Uh-oh, let me not say that on my podcast because I might be charged with anti-sentiments you know, sentiments or uh, being anti-Semitic or whatever. Uh, so let me not say that uh, Mexicans are God's chosen people. Those are the Jews. Anyway, so moving forward. <laughs> like I was trying to get at earlier, um, one thing that's come up to my attention has been the uh, orchestrated information that's coming out about what might press uh be happening in the next uh year or so here to help once again usher in more mask mandates and uh usher in another year of the virus outbreak and maybe another summer of love a la black lives matter antifa and all the people that paid for it, including Kamala Harris, who paid to have members of Black Lives Matter and Antifa released from prison. 
remember, she put up her own money to have these people uh, released in 2020 after they burned, looted, and, and murdered people. Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, went on record endorsing, promoting riots. Okay? This is not a joke. She is on video. We know that she paid to have insurrectionists of this country during the Chaz 2020 rigging. She paid over $100,000 to have people that were killing, burning, and looting for Black Lives Matter and Antifa to be released from jail. She helped orchestrate the release of a lot of them with a slap in the wrist and no fines. She also was behind in helping her buddy Joshua Schmuliet, the French black actor from Chicago, get out of problems when the cops came up. Mm, slap on the wrist and told him to go home. And then he started to open his mouth and made himself look like quite the asshole, by the way. And I will say that he can try and sue me if he wants. I don't care. It's my opinion. This is still a free country, and I still have the right and freedom of speech. And if I want to call Joshua Schmuliet an asshole, I will. It's my free will. See, the left could try to um, take our freedoms away, like they're trying to do to us now, and like how they're trying to do to Trump. They could try to do that all day. But I just don't give a fuck. I don't got billions to uh, spend on lawyers. Hell, my health is bad. Okay. My uh, my health has been bad. I have thyroid issues. Uh, I have a broken back since I, you know, and everybody knows about that. I have major health issues. I, I need to be on disability, but I keep getting uh, turned down because the initial doctor that saw me for the first time on a disability claim botched my uh, my whole. Uh, um, I guess you could say uh, check up with him. Uh, I guess that's what you call it. He was, you know, he checked me up to see if I was disabled. And all he did was measure my vision, which I wore glasses, by the way. And he asked me to read off a, of a chart to see if I could see well. And I'm like, uh, doctor, I got glasses on. Clearly, I have vision problems. Why are you making me read this shit? And he's like, well, I got to go through the uh, procedure, so just read uh, from here to here. And I'm like, I've done this before in the TMV. What do I got to do that shit here? These are my problems. And he wouldn't hear it. He wouldn't hear it. He weighed me, checked my eyes, and then he uh, checked my reflexes on my right leg where I had my tumor removed in December of 2019. He checked my reflexes by hitting my knee, and uh, my knee reflected, like everybody's does, and my leg moved a little bit, and he's like, oh, okay, you're fine to go, and I'm like, uh, I got a broken back, I'm constantly in pain, I have two tumors in my thyroid, and I can't work because I'm in pain all the time, and by the way, 
when you're in pain and your job is to run around, it's really hard to, you know, to go anywhere and try to, like, not be sweaty and be professional when your whole body hurts and you, and you have to try to sell a car or sell anything to it. And by the way, yeah, I sold cars for a living. And I, I was podcasting and doing both. Thank you very much. But it's not easy to do these things while you're in constant pain from having a broken back and the doctor didn't want to hear it, botched the entire thing, went through to, uh, you know, the process, got turned down because they were like, yeah, doctor found nothing. I'm like, the doctor didn't check anything. So I did the pending uh, for a second, uh, you know, time uh, thinking, well, they'll let me see a doctor and, uh, and this time they'll get it right. Once again, went through. This time they didn't even give me a doctor uh, to go see. And here I am. I can't work because if you have a job, right, they automatically deny you uh, disability. You can be disabled, but they deny you the ability to uh, get the disability claim. So if you are able to have a job and you're disabled, they don't give you the disability. So, in other words, you can't work and provide for yourself as a disabled person. Now, if it was a better process and you say, okay, well, within 30 days we'll decide. No, they make you wait a year, sometimes two, three, four, five. So now you're telling me I might have to wait four or five years before I can get my disability claim. And five years of zero income, right? That's what they want you at. No income for five years. And then we'll give you disability and food stamps. That That's the, the way the cookie crumbles now. Unless you come through the border illegally, then they give you everything. Money, housing, everything. You don't even have to be vaccinated they don't give a shit <laughs> you know for all the uh, crying that uh, AOC did uh, my fair big booty Latina by the way Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez big booty girl she uh, she cried a lot during the, the Trump uh, years claiming that the cages were full of uh, kids and Trump was a dictator separating children and putting them on his in in his cages. Remember, folks, that woman is a complete effing liar. Because first of all, Trump didn't build those cages. We know Obama, Biden did. Second of all, she didn't uh, really cry over the cages, it was all optics, and like she lied about, yeah, they're drinking out of toilets, they were never drinking out of toilets, nothing that she said was, tru was truthful, and back then, Trump, remember, he had the border secure, we had barely anybody, I think one time when she went over, there were like five kids in, in one of these large cages, it holds up to like 200 kids or 200 migrants or whatever, illegals. And, <laughs> ironically enough, when Ted Cruz went over, 
the same cage had like 200 kids and it was so over flooded that some kids was like sleeping on top of each other and stuff and when he pulled out his phone to take pictures of these things to show the world because they wouldn't let the media in there guess what happened somebody jumped in i saw the the footage of this by the way this is true okay this is not made up i i seen the footage i think i even have it on my computer somewhere where a person representing the White House jumped in front of him and said, don't take their pictures. What are you doing? And she stopped him from taking evidence to support the fact that what's going on in the border is a crisis. Remember Ted Cruz even came up on a body laying in the river? And you don't have to take my word for it. I mean, I could... Uh, pull the clip up here. I mean, this happened on the Rio Grande River on the U.S.-Mexico border. You know, he was on the hunt uh, for migrants uh, at the time, and they were documenting this stuff, and uh, guess what? A body came up. That's right. And, uh, in fact, here's the clip. Check this out. This is Ted Cruz himself. And there's no nation on earth that is more generous, more welcoming to immigrants than the United States of America. But there's a right way to come. The right way to come is legally, following the rules, following the rule of law, coming here legally. The wrong way to come is putting children in the custody of human traffickers. These are vicious transnational criminals. As several folks told you, we just saw a dead body floating on the Rio Grande coming by of someone who died crossing, no doubt, with a trafficker. This is inhumane, what is going on, and the Democrats have made decisions, Joe Biden and the Biden administration have made decisions that are causing these people to suffer, and to do this in a pandemic is particularly irresponsible. In Harlingen, the illegal immigrants being released are testing positive for COVID-19 at a rate seven times higher than the U.S. population. This makes no sense. Now, you know my feelings on the pandemic. I think this thing has uh, been planned out. I think the uh, COVID-19, this is my personal opinion, is a um, weaponized, stronger version of the flu, which is what it is. You know, it's uh, a version of the flu, but I think it was created in the laboratory um, with a specific uh, agenda to weaponize because the actual vaccination is the key to the whole thing. Not because it cures you because the flu comes and goes and, you know, ironically enough, when 2020 hit and this pandemic came out, did you guys not notice how all of a sudden, the flu went away. It was just, everything was COVID, right? There, it was no more, well, you know, uh, he died of the regular flu. No, no, everybody was COVID. It was COVID-19 that killed him or killed her. Got to be politically correct. But the reality was, while, yes, uh, there's a strain of COVID-19 that's been around for a long time. The vaccine, that's where the trick is because it's like a magic act. 
everybody's afraid of, of the virus, so they get the vaccine, right? That's the trick. They make you want it. They make you afraid. They make you put, you know, your whole life on hold. They make mandates, which they legally can't do, but they do it anyway because that's how the left rolls. You know, they they break the rules. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about your rights. And uh, so they tell you, well, we cannot mandate this. Uh, you, you're either doing it or you're going to jail. Well, that's kind of like mandated, right? And uh, that's the mask. Now, the, the idiotic part of the whole thing, and I've had arguments left and right here, is... Um, and I've had doctors and uh, people with science behind them uh, see I'm 100% correct on this. The mask simply does not work. Okay? And it's it, very logical. This is, you know, considering especially this is supposed to be an airborne virus... Well, how can a mask protect you from an airborne virus, okay, when the virus can go into your eyeballs, you stupid fuck? <laughs> it can go in your ears. Uh, I, and I love this. I, I love uh, watching people who have a mask on, but their nose is sticking out. That's funny. That, like, I saw somebody once at Walmart. This is... This year, earlier this year, I went to Walmart to do a little grocery shopping, and this lady walks by, and no gloves on, she's walking with her cart with the mask on, and her nose sticking out, and I walk by, and I'm like giggling like a schoolgirl, like looking at this, and I'm, and she's looking, and she looks at me, and she's like, like gives me the stare, like, what are you laughing at there, tubby? And I look at her, and now she didn't say that, but she, I'm pretty sure she was thinking it. And I, I just blurted out, "Ma'am, you're you're kind of defeating the purpose there." And uh, she was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Your mask, you have it on, whatever, but your nostrils, like the the part supposed to cover, so you don't get the virus." It's sticking out of the mask. Isn't that kind of defeating the purpose? Why even have the mask on? And she goes like, well, it slipped off, uh, you know, a little while ago, and I just kind of left it there. Um, but I, I always have my nose covered. I'm like, well, not always, lady, because it's not covered now. And how do you know that somebody in here doesn't have COVID? Right? So when I see people with masks, I just, I lose it. Uh, I laugh, but what's going on in the border, you know, getting back to what Ted Cruz was talking about and seeing that body, uh, I mean, that in itself tells you how bad things have gotten at the border, okay, folks, that's just one body, but we know this, the, the whole thing going on at the border is meant to be done, the weird thing is, as we now have become fully aware, not just from that clip, but we know it's a fact, of how many of these illegals uh, did confirm to have COVID-19, right? And they were just released into the country. Some even unvaccinated, 
<laughs> we know that happened because the left was flooding our red states with illegals. It happened here in Florida and where I, I am located now. Used to have a lot more Cubans, you know, and people from certain demographic uh, uh, of countries and stuff lived here pre the Biden administration. As soon as Biden took office and he, the borders started flooding, it changed the population really quick here. Really fast. And I started to notice that. Not only that, uh, now, <laughs> this is the, the funniest thing when I go to Walmart sometimes. You could tell kind of who uh, an illegal person is. Or somebody who just came recently into the country. And these are folks that look like they're from Ecuador or Mexico or third world countries. And they don't speak a, a lick of English. They, they have the food stamp card because they're given that now right away. And uh, they have a cart with a plethora of food, like a lot of food in there. Because it's, you know, these are poor people, and God bless them, who are now in the promised land, enjoying the fruits of the promised land. And they got here illegally. And they're being treated better than the United States citizen. Just let that sink in. And it's done again because the left is trying to buy votes for next year. You see, rigging an election is not just done in one way. Oh, let's just do it through machines. No. There are different avenues to how to rig an election. And it takes a process. And this is one thing I fear that it doesn't matter really who wins. It's all rigged anyway. And the worst part is... Trump could beat Biden by 100 million votes. If the narrative on the news is that Trump lost, they're going to go with the narrative on the news. They'll make up whatever lie they want, and the news would say whatever they want. They'll flip it however they want. And next thing you know, once again, we have another four years of Sleepy Joe at the White House mumbling his way through another misadministration. You know, I miss Art Bell, and these are, are times I miss him a whole lot because he was pro-Trump, and I think he would have definitely had a lot to say right now considering where we are. It's really uh, a terrible, 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 terrible thing. Uh, what's worse is, uh, again, these not only these mask mandates, but they're doing it to uh, universities. Which is, I mean, you know, universities are going right along with this. And they're telling their students, well, it's not a mandate. You, you know, you should wear your masks, uh, you know, because... We're going to have another outbreak. Now, folks, how do these institutions and, you know, this administration know there's going to be another outbreak of COVID? You're telling me they can't figure out who killed and shot Tupac and Biggie Smalls and who injected AIDS into EZE, right? But they know exactly whether, when an airborne virus is going to strike again. <laughs> Think about that.
They don't want it's going to mutate again. Be warned. COVID-19 3.0 is coming out soon with more mandated vaccines. But that's not mandated. I mean, it's not like you are obligated to get the jab. But if you don't get the jab, you're not really a citizen. You're not black, like Joe Biden would say. And, you you know, you, you cause all kind of problems. And next thing you know, you won't be able to take flights. And you don't know, cause your life to be turned upside down and this and that. I, you know, I do have a caller on, on hold here who wants to talk about a university that he's going to. And uh, he's already heard rumblings about the masks and this and that. And I really want to get this to this call. He's been on hold for a minute. His name is Pat. And he wants to tell us about the uh, mask issues at Rutgers University. Uh, is that correct? Is it Rutgers University that, it, that it's having the uh, mask mandates uh, there, uh, Pat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all over the news. It, it, but it, did that oh, come yeah. from the White House uh, to the university, or it was? I think it was just the school's call to you know force upon these vaccines, and I said that's no, I'm not putting that in my body. And the fact that yes, <laughs> getting kicked out over it, and I looked at my buddy, and you know, my buddy was telling me, and I said that's a real shame. That really is. That's that's yeah. crazy. Have you uh, experienced any uh, anything like that uh, on your end? Like, you know, have they told you? Have you been vaccinated? You know, before you you get not, to uh, the university? Not yet, but there's been, like I said, it, there's been the strong recommendations. While it's not forced, you know, it's there's been the recommendations to, you know, wear masks and stuff. So, of course, 2024 coming up uh, an election cycle now uh, for the presidency. Doing the radio podcast. Here on the show, uh, we get a lot of people that are telling me that uh, they're ex- expecting for like 2020 to be repeated. And uh, are you uh, scared at all at being in campus next year and having like everything just go crazy like 2020? I would. Yeah, it would suck. I mean, I would uh, I would feel like I don't want to be isolated. I don't want, you know, the, the fear to take over and stuff like 2020 did. So. I keep I I would hope, you know, that doesn't happen. But according to, you know, reports and you know, I've been reading it's it's looking like it's gonna be like twenty twenty all over again and not really looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean you remember you remember twenty twenty and like the you know, well up to the the riots and all that stuff. Do you get a hint like we might be actually going back as a country towards experiencing that over? Just from your point of view, haven't lived already once through it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm not ready to live through that again. <laughs> I want, you know, I don't want to. I'm over it. I just, I just want, you know, I just want to get on my life, and I want to live my. I don't want to live my life in fear. Why should I That's, have to? You know, why should I have to suffer? You know. Exactly, and you're a young student going to a university coming up now, and uh, oh, yeah. man, hopefully uh, we have a good 2024. Thanks for being part of the show, and uh, hopefully we have more uh, enlightened students. Uh, in the universities like yourself, you know, that are out on the lookout, not only for your health, but for the country, because we're in America. So, you know, America first, right? Absolutely. America first, brother. There you go. And there you go. That's Pat. And uh, he's going to a university. And, uh, you know, like he said, they're already hinting at masks uh, being suggested and, uh, 
you know, the whole thing with the, with, with the vaccinations, uh, it's going to happen whether, you know, he likes it or not. Uh, because that is the way uh, the cookie crumbles when it comes to the left. They need to put the fear of the vaccine back in you. But uh, anyway, thanks, Pat, for calling in and uh, being part of the show. And uh, you, you see, folks, it's that simple. If you want to find us, to call us, all you got to do is look up Real Angel Espino on Skype. And you can Skype right in. You know, uh, we had a phone number again for a while. But it stopped paying it because it, nobody was calling. Um, but that's cool. It does a Skype to Skype. You guys can always Skype in through the Real Angel Espino account on Skype. Chat me your info and uh, I'll put you on the air. Just like I did for Pat there. And I welcome any caller, any subject, any topic, whatever you want to say. We don't censor, so you can say whatever the hell you want, basically, on this show. Now, I found this uh, clip on TikTok, and you got to hear this. Uh, this is a question I think that a lot of uh, a lot of people in this country have been asking uh, on the down low. But this guy just blurted it out. Listen to this. Here's the line. How many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people? So, Ooh, my man said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> he just said what everybody else was thinking. And uh, you know what? Uh, that last guy was right. That is what everybody's been thinking. Because the more we see the corruption and the more we see the lying and the deception and the selling out of our country. I know a lot of people are pissed, on, and there's people in this country that are ready for a second civil war. And I, and I warned uh, folks that this is what the left wants. They want violence. They want the right-wing uh, conservatives to want to fight. You know, and, and especially you know when they are in control of. All the things they're in control of with the narrative is theirs. Uh, look what they did to uh, to the Proud Boys and to the people at the uh, Capital Six, uh, January 6th uh, at the Capitol. 20 years here, 30 years there. People losing their freedom uh, and most of uh, those were uh, Trump supporters, right? They, you know, if you... Not only try to shut the man down, but you shrink his supporting group by arresting them all. You rig another election. So, in 2024, we got to be very careful not to get violent. We can't give in to the, the establishment left wanting to turn this into a civil war number two. We cannot have that. Because we're going to lose. We might kill a lot of people, like that guy said. But do you really want blood in your hands? I don't. I don't want to kill anybody. I, I wasn't born to murder or kill. I don't, you know, condone violence in any way, shape, or form. I studied martial arts for years not to kill somebody, but to defend myself from those that I love around me. But never to murder or kill anybody. And nobody should ever want to take another person's life, no matter what. I might want to strangle a motherfucker once in a while, like Joe Biden. I wish I could, you know, uh, just 
give him a, a good hug for a very long time. I won't be sniffing, but he'll never, never forget that hug. Believe me. And he'll live, you know, past the hexagonal break every bone in his body at his old age. But he's going to need a lot of medical attention once I let go. But I don't want to kill anyone. You know? That's not my intention. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, I would never wish harm or death on anybody. That's just ridiculous. And uh, I really want to stress that I think everybody needs to relax. Now that the, the hate that's coming from the left get you so fed up with the way they treat us that you go full in on uh, violence uh, and stuff next year. Don't do it. Don't repeat the, you know, the thing. I, I was watching earlier the uh, the State of the Union that Biden uh, gave where uh, Nancy Pelosi was, was still the Speaker of the House. And uh, it, it's so hysterical to watch her face. Knowing what a fraud the three people on the screen are. Joe Biden... Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi, three of the most evil human beings that have ever walked the earth, ever. But we can't kill them, and can, and especially if you're a very religious person and a God believer, you got to understand that you cannot just go and kill people. So, well, I hate them. And I will say that I will be throwing parties when they do die of natural causes or whatever take, eventually takes their lives. I will be partying like it's 1999 uh, because I know how, how much evil they, they've caused and how much uh, death and destruction to our great country they've caused. But that guy in that clip really asked uh, the question uh, that a lot of people in this country are asking on the down low. And that that right there, that kind of mentality is how a civil war begins. Because the left, and you got to understand this, are pushing as hard as they can once again, I'm going to stress this because they know that if they get the right reaction, they have enough leftist judges and prosecutors in place that will bury you if you're a Trump conservative. And if you're a white male, right now you're screwed. Okay, if you're a heterosexual white guy and you slightly go against the grain on the, on the left, you're done. I mean, you're canceled quick. Okay, that's a society we live in. It's sad but true. Like the Metallica song. My singing is not going to get better, folks. Now with thyroid cancer. Um, but, you know, it is a fact that we're facing in this country. So, But fascinating clip. People are starting to ask that question more and more and more, and more, and that alone should scare everybody, 
Because when people start to ask these kind of questions, that's when we know that the collective are starting to ask that kind of question. And it's becoming something that more and more people are saying, well, we might have to kill some of these motherfuckers. And you don't ever want to hear that. Uh, I, and look, I've been told that the left really wants to try to make something like the purge a reality. Now, I was told that it wasn't by some QAnon uh, spook or anything like that. I I tend to believe it because when I saw clips of what was going down in 2020, the movie that came to mind more than any other movie was The Purge. That movie, it resonated so much what I saw coming down the road because of what happened in 2020 during the summer of love even the way the governors reacted and the mayors of these blue states and cities the way they reacted was very uh purge like i'll leave it at that uh which is again scary we don't ever actually want to see the purge come to america but I do believe that that might be an avenue that the left is trying to get to. So, if it happens, you know you heard it here first on Inside the Jackal's Head. Now, I want to get a clip uh, played here of, with the press secretary for the Biden misadministration. And I, this is my uh, loving uh, nickname for Cringe Jean-Pierre. And uh, you guys got to hear this. This is a fascinating uh, several minutes. And I'm going to pause it at one point here because there is a straight up lie that she says here. I mean, indisputable lie. And while this is fascinating audio, I am shocked that they make a bigger deal out of this part where I'm going to pause it and talk after you hear a little bit of the clip and then we'll play the rest of it and then we'll come back to talk a little bit more but you guys got to hear this this is just an an, an incredible moment uh against cringe jean-pierre check this out peter i'm not we just, we just went back having, so just peter having a conversation about adding I, peter, a member to the staff peter, to speak publicly on peter, staff. i just i actually now. just answered that question i said we have someone currently so that right means, no. Pe- go ahead, go ahead. Thank, thank you Karine. Yeah. i want to uh, reference an interview that president biden did in mid-september with 60 minutes and in that interview he chided former president trump for having in his possession classified documents. He called it irresponsible. First of all, do you think it was proper for President Biden to comment on an ongoing DOJ investigation? So I'm gonna say this, uh, and gonna keep it really short today, as it relates to this particular issue, as it relates to an ongoing uh, legal matter, I'm going to refer you to Department of uh, Department of Justice with that specific as it relates to uh, anything that you want to ask of us uh, about uh, this uh, this legal matter I would refer you to the White House counsel uh, office I'm going to leave it there 
not going to go into further. And I just, I, I just commented. I just commented. We're moving on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I already answered your question. Go ahead. Well, I, I did. Well, it's your, it's your opinion. It's your opinion. It's your opinion. That is your opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. First of all, can you just walk us through the administration's rationale for wanting South Carolina to be the first final state and your reaction to the unhappiness we've seen from Democrats in New Hampshire? Um, look, we have addressed this. The depart uh, the. Democratic National Committee has addressed this. Uh, I'm just not going to go any further to what we've already shared uh, about this. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it to uh, the statements that we put out just a couple of weeks ago on the process. I'm just not going to dive into the process from here. We don't know what's in these documents, but can the U.S. and is the U.S. working to reassure allies and partners that still participate in intelligence gathering, still be trusted with secrets. Is that Are those conversations that the president is having right now or the top of the administration officials are having, for example, Jake Sullivan in Israel? I'm going to say this. The president takes classified information seriously. You heard that directly from him. Uh, to classify documents seriously, you heard that directly from him last week. Uh, and I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to open this up. Uh, for discussion, we have answered many questions when it is as it is related uh, to uh, to the documents. Uh, any specifics that's related to this uh, 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 this uh, this review, uh, this legal process, I would refer you to the Department of Justice. And that's when she starts lying. Well, you know everything she says is a lie. Uh, Corinne Jean Pierre. Uh, is like Joshua Schmuliet, a liar, and part of the alphabet community. Uh, just, you know, so happened uh, to be the case. But she is a liar, and she lies a couple times uh, in this clip. But, the you know, the whole narrative is a big lie. First of all, uh, you're going to tell me that Biden didn't know that he had these documents? Come on now. It's not like he's the president and he's allowed through the Records Act to take these documents. The fact that he had any documents at all is a violation of the law. He was not classified to have them. He These were uh, not his to take. And for this lie that he had no idea these documents were there is ridiculous. This is again them thinking that we're stupid in this country. There are they found documents behind his flipping Corvette people in an office that he shared also with Chinese uh you know uh, not good guys but Chinese spies alright in an office uh, that also was co shared by his son Hunter who, as we know, has ties to the Chinese with uh, everything that's come to light now. You're telling me that you want us to believe that Joe Biden had no idea the documents were in his house, even though they were behind his Corvette, and it's on video, that Joe Biden also had no idea that his son Hunter was being bribed by China and by Russia? And that he had his hands all over Ukraine, making money that he in companies like Burisma, which he had no right to, to even be on the board there. He doesn't know crap about energy.
Unless crack gives you energy, I'm not sure about that. I've never smoked crack. Uh, but I'll tell you this much. We found out that he was uh, living in the White House for a couple weeks there recently. And guess what? What they find? Cocaine in the White House. How ironic. Uh, remember, this is the smartest man that Joe Biden knows. A crackhead failure of a son who lies and betrays the government. You know, and he might be a pedophile. He blows, uh, uh, I hate to say this, but, you know, he, he does a lot of blow with Russian hookers, and he, you know, says a little bit too much on camera. And, by the way, there's more than one laptop, people. And remember, Sleepy Joe Biden said, he doesn't know anything about this laptop thing, and it's that's all Russian misinformation and fifty-something people in Trump's government said so, or whatever the garbage was. But Joe Biden is a career liar. Okay, guys, a career corrupt liar, and he and Corinne uh, Jean Liar Pierre. Uh, is perfect for her job with Joey Joe Biden because she's a liar and perfect at it. And I love the way they they were bombarding her with questions. And she kept saying, yeah, I refer you to the Department of Justice. And then when they're like, but why don't you just answer the question? And she was like, uh, I did answer your question. And it was like, no, you didn't. You told us, you know, go speak to the Department of Justice. That's not answering the question. I like when reporters follow up with something like that, like, yo, stop lying to us and just tell us what's up. That's your job, right? She doesn't really tell you anything. She just goes about, like, she might as well just go up there and be like, I plead the fifth. Are you telling me to ask her something? Uh, the fifth. I got no recollection of that. So I'm pleading the fifth. You know, she just, just, she, just start saying that. I mean, it's a lot easier than the the crap that's just a spew every time we see her on TV. But I do love the fact that the press at least are coming around. Now, I, I do know that some of these are more of the conservative types, like Peter Doocy and stuff, which Peter Doocy, uh, for this administration, has become what uh, Jim Acosta was for the Trump administration, where he was a pain in the ass to Trump, uh, Peter Ducey's been a pain in the ass to uh, Jean-Pierre. But remember, the big difference is here, Trump was like on TV all the time during the first uh, couple of years, uh, during the uh, press conferences a lot before they uh, hired us. Uh, the press secretaries that he had uh, for the rest of his campaign while he was uh, being impeached illegally twice by nasty Nancy Pelosi. Anyway, keep listening to this clip. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. There are my questions about procedures here at the White House and not about anything specific related to the DOJ investigation. Um, so I'm just wondering how this episode has prompted a review of the process in which staffers handle classified information 
and how they are turned over to National Archives during a transition. And to be clear, I'm going to refer you to the, my colleagues at the White House Counsel's Office. They will be able to address that particular questions. I'm just not going to address something that is even related to uh, an ongoing legal process. Why not? I, I mean, I'm having a hard time understanding why I just questions said, about we procedure we should, and I just said, and I just said to you, the White House Counsel's Office will be able to address that question. Is President Biden satisfied with the current SOP of handling classified materials here and turning them over to National Archives? Again, I will refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. They are the they are the people who would uh, be able to answer that question about classified so information. Just to be clear, from this point on, are you not going to be taking questions about the classified documents? I have been very clear over and over again. We are going to be prudent here. Uh, we're going to be consistent. This particular matter is being uh, is being looked at. There's a legal process currently happening at the Department of Justice, and I'm going to refer you to the Department of Justice on any specifics to this particular case and anything that has to deal with um, our what we're doing here. Uh, I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. And let me remind you, this is this is this is not a new process here. I've, we've been doing this for the past two years. Anything that is related uh, to a, a legal uh, process, a legal matter, we refer it to the Department of Justice. There's nothing new in our. our how the president is feeling? Is he worried about those documents that were found, or is he did he somehow regret to to what he had done with those documents being found at his property? Is he uh, worried about that? Uh, first, I'm going to repeat what I've just said moments ago. Uh, he takes this very seriously when it comes to classified documents. When it comes to classified information, he was unaware. Uh, that the documents were there. You heard that directly from him, from the president. Twice he spoke to this uh, just last week. By the way, I couldn't find uh, where Biden spoke about that the previous week, so I have no idea what she's babbling about. But the fact remains, he was not in any way, shape, or form legally allowed to possess any documents as vice president or senator the mere fact that he had these behind his corvette at an office at another location uh there's several locations where they've been finding documents he has i think twice as much as what trump had and the vice president and senators do not have access to classified documents and Biden had them. Okay, folks? One thing is to take, you know, memorabilia, shirts, stuff that you may have gained over the years as the vice president when a, uh, like a football team or a baseball team came over and they would hand the president jerseys and stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of memorabilia like that that the president collects and he's allowed to take that home. Obama did it. Clinton did it. Reagan did it. Both pushes did it. So the fact that they're trying to throw the book at Trump for something that by the Presidential Records Act alone clears him, all right, he's cleared to have these documents. He cooperated in every way. It's not like he acid washed the hard drives that were being subpoenaed by Congress, like Hillary, who also 
had no right or merit to have the documents. But they didn't want to go after Hillary or Joe Biden, right, for illegally possessing these documents and illegally destroying evidence. But they're trying to throw Donald Trump not only in prison, but they're trying to hit him up with the Espionage Act. And, uh, you know, espionage, uh, guys, the the most severe penalty is the death penalty. (laughs) Think about that. The people that actually committed the crime are trying to kill the guy who didn't commit a, a crime and are saying that he committed a crime which they're guilty of. And they're trying to kill him. Does that in any way, shape, or form make sense to anybody? It makes sense to me because I'm looking at it from a, from this point of view and I'm like, the cojones on these people on the left to literally put in prison or attempt to put in prison Donald Trump for crimes committed by Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, okay, is just bizarre. And the fact that the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about it, obviously, is because they're sold out to the left. They're sold out to the progressives. That's the only excuse. And I really fear that it's so rigged that... Trump has no chance of getting a fair trial, which none of these should go to trial anyway. Okay, the Georgia trial is bullshit. <coughs> I mean, we know that. Uh, the Florida documents trial, as you see here, is bullshit. The stuff in New York is ridiculous bullshit. They literally, and this is what I think people miss about what's going on in New York. They're retrying to bring charges on Trump on something that was already litigated and he was cleared of, okay? So what Alvin Dirtbag in New York did, he reopened the investigation and restarted what he was very cleared of and he's recharging him. That's really what's going on here with false charges and made up shit. Basically, it's a he said, she said, but she's not even around to say anything. So, Alan Dirtbag is taking that upon himself and upon himself and he is saying, well, I'm going to charge him again. Even though there's no witness and uh, Stormy McDaniels, whatever her name is, wants nothing to do with this trial. By the way, her lawyer, he is in prison for lying. And there's a little uh, memo out there that where she said that nothing happened between her and Trump. And then she came forward and said something did happen. And then she said something didn't happen. Now she wants nothing to do with it. And does that sound like somebody who was paid off? Probably not, right? Sounds more to me like somebody who 
was told, hey, we might be able to make some money, say this shit about Trump. Like that uh, lady who sued him saying that he violated me with his eyes. He took me in the back and he said these things and he touched me in a way. So I'm suing him for all this money. <laughs> and Trump was like, I don't even know the bitch. I don't know who she is. And I believe him because he's a billionaire. You know how many people would go up to him over the years and say, Hey, you're Donald Trump. And he being a man of the people, he took pictures with just, just about anybody. I mean, the guy wasn't shy. He would get into taxi cabs by himself, a billionaire. And he would, you know, hang out with uh, staff members and stuff. I see videos of him, like, putting on the gear to go and serve food and to see how the staff actually worked. And he once stood outside uh, one of the Trump Towers and did the job of the guy who stood out there opening doors. <laughs> and he did that, you know, it was for TV and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, this is stuff that he did also in private as just part of his personality and for the whole racist narrative you know that's a bunch of baloney all these guys are saying is racist now loved them before he was president uh, i don't i don't give a crap about that uh he's not a racist okay they just say that because anybody who loves america first now is deemed a white supremacist and a racist that's just the sad reality of what the left has become They've become the party of hate America. If you're on the uh, boat of vote blue no matter who, you're a moron. And don't tell me you love this country if you're voting for that crap. If you vote for Joe Biden, you might as well move to China or Russia or, or pick a third world country that you like. Any of them. Move there for a while. My friends in the alphabet community who hate Trump and hate America. When do you move to one of these countries for a while? Because as much shit as the people give this country, this is the only country that gives you the freedom to be whoever you want and not persecute you. This is why we fought the Civil War. This is why we freed slaves while there's still slaves in the world today. This is why we, as American citizens, for the republic for which we stand, whether it is God or not, but this is a nation under God. I'm agnostic. I'm not atheist. I believe there is a God. I'm just not religious. So when I understand what the Pledge of Allegiance says, and I take that as my core value as a citizen to this country. And I hear these people talk about this is a democracy. My friends, I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. For the republic on which it stands, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. That is a beautiful pledge. You don't hear democracy in there anywhere. And if you want to talk about the flag being racist or 
institutional racism. There's no such thing. In this country, you could be whatever you want and succeed. Okay? You could be anything and be somebody important. But it's you that makes yourself important. Just remember that. Now, let's get back to this clip here. Okay, I'll come. Can I just follow up on that? We've all reached out to the Department of Justice. A law enforcement official tells NBC News the Justice Department has not told the White House that it cannot talk about the facts underlying the special counsel investigation into classified documents. So trusting that you've received that same information, understanding the desire to be prudent, then why, why can't you speak about the underlying facts? We've been very clear when it comes to even underlying facts, when it comes to specifics, when it comes to something that is under the purview, that is that the Department of Justice is looking at, especially legal matters, investigations, we do not comment from here, Peter. That Got has it. been consistent. So We've been that, very Bauer, consistent. Who, Bob Bauer, who represents the president's personal attorney over the weekend, said that one of the reasons why, and Ian Sams, your colleague who represent, who speaks on behalf of the special counsel at the White House, um, spoke to this in some form yesterday, but he said one of the reasons why they shouldn't reveal uh, further details right now was regular ongoing public disclosures also pose the risk that as further information develops, answers provided on this periodic basis may be incomplete. When the White House did release a statement, the president spoke out on January 9th, the risk of incompletion was a function of the White House's decision not to share all the information it knew, in fact, because we knew on uh, November 2nd, and the first discovery was made. We knew the second discovery was made on December 20th. So there's a risk of incompletion, but will you concede that it's the White House that has been incomplete in its provision of information when it did choose to speak out publicly <laughs> so, uh, on January 9th? My colleague actually dealt with this question on the call yesterday on the White House he Counsel's made, he office. Made the same as you, as the you. Risk of incompletion. And I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. Then, may I make, then is the White House having any conversations internally about finding someone much the same way John Kirby has spoken on behalf of national security issues at this podium as your colleague, as their representative? Is there someone, is the White House in talks right now to find someone either outside the White House or internally who can speak on behalf of the White House representing the Special Counsel Office within the White House? from this podium or any of those I would, talks? I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. Well, but you're the communications, I, you, you I run would, communications, I, so I'm asking I, you as a communications matter having, we, playing any there part is, of those you, conversations existing. Peter, you have spoken to my colleague who did, again, a 45-minute call with all of you answering questions but about- that, If I, you would acknowledge it's on background, that green, not on the record until the call ends, that means the American people can't see it in public. So we're asking, will there be a representative many, but, who would speak on camera and but, see it in public? But his the call was indeed, he was quoted, it was in, in papers, it was on networks. Correct, but because they can't witness it happening live, Americans don't get the same transparency into this back and forth. I'm I asking, think, I think some, is the White House having a conversation? Peter, with, Peter. This is just with respect. You guys brought John Kirby in. I'm asking Peter, if that conversation Peter, exists. The fact that he spoke to all of you reporters who report on this, and then you all reported on it back to the American people. I believe that is transparency. I believe that he shared information. He answered your questions that you believe that the American people wanted to hear. And he answered those questions. So and he took you, he took 45 minutes to do that. Anything anything else that you have on this, Peter, I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. Peter, I'm not, just we're, we just went back. Peter, adding a member to the staff Peter, to speak publicly on this. Peter, it's, it's I just, I actually now. just answered that question. I said we have someone currently, so that right? Means no. 
we have someone currently who answered your questions for 45 minutes on a call and took your questions, yes. took your questions about this particular issue. Correct. He will continue to do that. He will continue to engage with all of you right, on this issue, on this legal process that's currently happening from the White House Counsel's office. After that, Peter, I don't have anything else to share. You know, she really, really went into the wrong uh, profession. She should have been a professional dodgeball player because she could dodge those questions uh, better than in the movie Dodgeball with uh, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and them. Love that movie, by the way. Jason Bateman is brilliant in that film. Um, but anyway, guys, let's segue to the box office results of the weekend here. Because uh, there's only so much more we can say about Corinne Jean-Pierre and her bucket of lies. Okay, and I love Peter Ducey, uh for what he did there at the end. Uh, you guys, if, if you're listening in, I, I highly suggest you track down that audio and uh, or video on YouTube and watch it. Her reactions are just incredible. I'm going to try to link it on my website at some point so you, you, know, so you guys could uh, take a look at it. It uh, should be available on the SoundCloud uh, and also on the page angelspinal.com. And uh, again, all my information is there. Whatever you guys want to follow up with me on anything that's happening, all the bookings for guests that I, I have coming up are going to be uh, through uh, the website. Uh, not so much angelespino.com, even though you can find all my info in there, but you have to go and go to the show page inside the Jackal's Head uh, for, you know, the the guest list and stuff like that that are, are going to be on the show coming up. That's where you're going to find their bios and information and, and whatnot, which I separated the URLs. So if you go to angelespino.com, that takes you to my main website where you're going to find all my information, including all the links and everything. But if you want to skip to the uh, main sauce, okay, the main meat on the bone for this particular show, you could go to uh, thejackal.com. That's spelled T-H-A-J-A-C-K-A-L.com. I think you guys know how to spell the .com, right, by now? If you don't, get off the internet, please. You're just uh, wasting everybody's time. Now let's get on with the box office results. For this weekend, remember that it's a Labor Day week. It kind. It's Labor Day weekend and Monday's Labor Day. Or, you know, it's already coming up in a few minutes here. But anyway, let's get on with the box office mojo results for the movies. Here we go. Alright, so this is for the weekend of September 1 through the 4th, estimated results are as follows. Number 10, the movie Talk To Me. Now, number 10, uh, Talk To Me, I haven't seen it, but it brought in about $2 million at the box office, 2.3, uh, yeah, it was $2.2 2 
it's uh, got a total gross about uh, 44 million so far domestically, which is not too bad. Number nine, Strays brought in three million at the box office, uh, 3.2 to be exact, and its uh, domestic total so far is uh, 21 million at domestic intake. Number eight, Meg to the Trench brought in 3.6 million. Its domestic total is 79 million dollars in five weeks. Number seven, Bottoms. Bottoms is, uh, let me see, about in 3.8 million for the week of uh, Labor Day week, uh, weekend, or whatever. And uh, that is total at the total gross right now. Yeah, it's, well, Bottoms is brand new. So it's about 4 million so far, and it's in a second week. It's, you know, one of these little independent movies. Uh, number six, and I just actually recently saw this, and it was very funny. Uh, but I'm a sucker for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've been a fan since, you know, I was a kid. I have a poster from the original art of the Ninja Turtles from the, uh, the Eastman art and all that stuff from way back. Um, the, one of the initial concepts, actually, I have a framed here at the, at the apartment. And, uh, so the, the, uh, the new movie, it's a, it's an animated movie. Seth Rogen and his production team are behind it. And, uh, it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. It brought in 6.2 million at the box office. Fifth week of release so far. It crossed that century mark. It's at 107 million domestically total growth so far. That's really good, folks, uh, for an animated movie. And I, again, I saw it very different from the initial uh, concept. You know, there's, uh, I don't want to get spoilers away too much, but there's no Oraku, Orokusaki, or Shredder, or anything like that. Uh, so they changed a, a little bit, but one casting which I went away with loving, even though I'm a traditionalist and I love the original movie, the cinematic one and stuff, but I do love Jackie Chan as Splinter, the rat, the, you know, the one that trains the turtles, guys, and uh, anybody who is out there who knows Jackie Chan's uh, heavy Chinese accent Knows he's a little tough to hear. And, you know, his movies are popular because of, you know, his fighting and stuff. But he's really funny in this. Uh, it, this is going to be a, a whole new uh, franchise that I think will be really uh, cool for him. It's totally a kid's movie. It's Nickelodeon. But it has a lot of funny stuff, even for adults and Ninja Turtle fans, which will keep you giggling like a little schoolgirl. It is a little tad woke. But it kind of works, and when you watch it as a you know with a kid's point of view, it, it you know it's a cute little uh, you know part of the Ninja Turtles' new history uh, going forward. And I, like again, I'm a sucker for all things Ninja Turtles, so I'm always open to different viewpoints and interpretations of uh, the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story. Now, uh, no. One of the best movies I've seen ever, and I, I totally love this movie, Oppenheimer.
brought in 7.6 million another Christopher Nolan masterpiece. Uh, domestically, it's at 310 million on the seventh week of release. Number four, Gran Turismo brought in 8.7 million. It's about uh, 30 million total domestically on its second week of release. Blue Beetle is hanging tough at number three with uh, 9.4 million. Uh, this is its uh, third week of release and it's uh, 58 million total gross domestic, which is really bad. I mean, I feel bad for this movie. It's not that good, but it's not that bad either. That's the, the crazy part. It's very f watchable. Uh, the Blue Beetle uh, character is played by Cholo from uh, the uh, Cobra Kai series. He's excellent in this movie. I mean, he really is good. So I'm kind of shocked this movie's doing as piss poor as it is. Now, there is, of course, uh, George Lopez and the rest of the cast, which wasn't really that good. Uh, George Lopez is a terrible actor. Uh, the grandma was really funny, though. I really liked the grandma. She was really, really good in, in this. And her character arc is shocking. But it really worked. But again, Sholo was excellent as Jaime in the movie and uh, in the Blue Beetle. So I'm really surprised the movie didn't do as well. But the marketing, the strike, all the stuff happening, you know, it is what it is, sadly enough. Now, number two, uh, which was number, what, one, I think, for like a month, Barbie. It's still number two. But another 13.4 million. This movie, I mean, it, it's funny. I saw it. And it's on its seventh week of release. But this movie's brought in $612 million. Are you telling me that Barbie brings in $600 million? Blue Beetle can't even make $100 million domestically and $100 million foreign? That boggles my mind. I mean, they're both good movies in their own way. And I enjoyed Barbie. I, I will say that. I didn't think I was going to like it. But when I sat down and I saw it and I didn't think too much of it, it was quite enjoyable. It had a lot of funny stuff in it. So my uh, hat's off to the director and the people in charge of putting it together. It was a, a good comedy. Uh, but it, at 600 million, that's amazing, 612 to be exact. The number one movie this week, though, and I love this franchise, Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington, one of my favorite actors of all times. This movie brought in domestically 42.8 million over the Labor Day weekend. And uh, that's the uh, total 42.8 because, you know, domestic numbers, first week of release and all that jazz. But globally, it also opened up internationally at 26 uh, million. So globally, it uh, brought in in its first uh, week or weekend. I keep saying week. Uh, weekend, it brought in $68 million globally. So that's a really nice opening for this movie. Hopefully it has legs and it can continue 
making uh you know bread because I love this franchise and I, I'm a huge Denzel Washington fan. I really am. And let me tell you, this is one of those uh, film franchises which really shocked me at it when I saw the trailer for the first one. And uh, that was, what, 2014, I want to say? I was literally shocked because I was like, you know, I wasn't expecting that. And the trailer was really good. And then I saw the movie and I was like, this is a great movie. That one brought in uh, about $101 million. I believe uh, internationally it was about, what, $90 million? So it was like $192 million, I think. Total box office results. Um, that's worldwide, $192, I believe. Uh, Equalizer 2, I think, that one brought in $102 million? If I'm not mistaken, so it was like the first one brought in 101 domestically, the second one brought in 102 domestically, and that one uh, the in, the international numbers were a little bit lower. Uh, so instead of 192 worldwide, it brought in 190 worldwide. So it was a couple million uh, lower on the worldwide numbers. But I mean, it's funny the domestic was like one million more. The first one was 101. This is 102. So, part three, I'm hoping to mix 103. Just to continue the trend, you know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully the worldwide kicks in and internationally it, it continues forward and at least breaks 200 million worldwide. Uh, maybe we'll get an equalizer for five and six. I, I love these, uh, these movies. I really do. And Denzel Washington is one of the uh, best actors around. And if you can do some action stuff, hey, if it's this good, go for it. He has that serious drama look to him. He, you know, and the great thing about these movies is it's something you, you really haven't seen much of him do, you know, other than Training Day and some of the action stuff, but never on this level. And I loved the way he portrayed the characters, uh, the, the character in this. It really is like right with the John Wick and the movie Nobody. You know, like it's kind of like in that vein of a movie, but it works. Uh, I do hate the fact that they gave Queen Latifah a TV show called The Equalizer. And it's basically they did this and flipped it so it's a, a woman. A black woman, because he's a black guy, so I guess they gotta get the queen, you know, because he's the, the the king of the black actors, I guess. So they gotta get the queen of the black actresses. Uh, I find that stupid that a, you know a fat woman could fight crime and be that much of a badass. I'm not saying it can't be done, uh, but normally, uh, old, you know, she's old. She's older than me, and I'm 45. Old, fat, black, you know, white, doesn't matter, but old, fat people, in general, don't fight crime like she does on TV. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Latino, the, you know, the, if you're old and fat, I mean, I'm, I'm 45 and chubby, but she's old and fat, and you're telling me that she's that much of a badass? Come on.
Don't bullshit me. I'm, I was born just not yesterday. But anyway, that's a different tale. But, uh, you know, all jokes aside here. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the series. But I, I really do love the franchise, the fun franchise with Denzel Washington. And that, folks, is the box office results for the Labor Day week. Yeah. And if you went to work this uh, Labor Day year, well, you're an idiot. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm going to call it a show here. And uh, this is the end of the Jackal's Head. Now, next week, we'll be back live on Sunday. Actually, live on Sunday. I'm not kidding. Uh, right now, this is you know, pre-recorded and uploaded to SoundCloud and all that jazz. But next week, we're going to be doing a live show for the first time in a very long time because we have the stream working again, and I'm going to give it another try, another go, and see where we go. I got, you know, like I said, I guess the book ain't coming up, and I really want to get back to uh, doing some stuff uh, that we can promote live in the near future. So, we shall talk again very soon, my Padawans. Just keep looking at my website for more information. AngelEspino.com TheJackal.com PSN-Radio.com blogspot.com that's you know the PSM website oh yeah and soflowradio.com where you can hear me live next week right here Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern to midnight two hours of solid talk remember even if I have a guest I will do these uh, news shows news centric shows to try to stay consistent tonight was episode number 301 and i will tap myself in the back in a very heterosexual way and i will enjoy uh posting this and uh, getting your feedback if you have any please let me know you can always email me at the jackals head at gmail.com that's the jackals head at gmail.com. Remember, the word the is spelled T H A as an angel. Then it's jackals with an S in the end. So it's T H A J A C K A L S H E A D dot. Or not that, I'm sorry. At gmail.com. The Jackal's Head at gmail.com. It rolls off the tongue a lot better than it, than it does when you're trying to spell the shit out. I will say that. But again, easier to follow me and get to me. Go to my website, angelespino.com. And if you have a, a minute or two, please go to my Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash Angel Espino. Become an angel investor. Three bucks, four bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you can give. Twenty bucks, a hundred bucks. You can, you know, be an investor and give me a hundred bucks every month. 
all is needed at this moment because not only is my health bad, my car just broke down, I have bills piling up, I need your help, folks. It's a, it's a rough time, the economy's bad, and I, I really need uh, the uh, Patreon support. So please be kind, rewind, go to my Patreon page and drop a dime and help a brother out. Uh, it'll be really, really appreciated. Considering I'm still pending on the judge seeing me for my disability, I don't even know when the hell that's going to happen. I'm still in the wings uh, waiting for that. Uh, so, who knows? And they don't allow you to work, so like I don't have income. So, this is how I'm trying to make it. So, please drop me a, a couple of dollars here on my Patreon page and uh, help me out. Uh, it it is going to a good cause because you know you're keeping me on the air, you're keeping me alive, sheltered, and uh, hopefully another step closer to getting the disability. I need to get the uh, tumors removed from my uh, thyroid and get my health back in shape. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening again and. Uh, being here with me on Labor Day weekend. Much appreciated, much loved. Stay safe. Forget the uh, mandates about the masks and just interact with each other. And just remember don't let them brainwash you with stupid shit. Be smarter than that. Don't be a dumbass. That's my uh, last comment of the night. Don't be a dumbass. Peace. Well, I guess peace then would be my uh, actual last comment. Um, well, no, wait. Now this will be my last comment. Anyway. <laughs>